International success coach and noted author, Constance Arnold, delivers life-changing strategies through her own spiritual practices, as well as with best-selling authors and experts that she interviews. Think, Believe, and Manifest is specially designed to empower your mind and words to work for you and to bring about a life you've been dreaming of. And now, here's Constance Arnold. Well, hello, Powerful Manifester, and welcome to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. And of course, I am Constance Arnold, host of the Think, Believe, and Manifest talk show. And today, I am coming to you from Atlanta, Georgia. We call it Hot Atlanta because in the summertime, it's really hot. So grateful that you made a decision to tune in and you know, I just believe that you were attracted to the show today by the spirit so that you can receive, uh, you know, that download, that one aha moment, that one, yes, I got it, uh, so that you can begin creating and living your best life. You know, that is the will of God for our lives. Well, I hope that you're making a decision to have a great week. I am doing well here in the ATL. I'm excited about my upcoming retreat in seven days. OMG, I am ready. Well, I am teaching today on uh, how to uh, de- understand or reframe your relationship blueprint. And that's in all areas, not just love. You know, uh, many years ago, they were talking a lot about your money blueprint, but you have a relationship blueprint. And we're going to talk about how you can shift and change that. So in part one, I have a wonderful uh, young lady that is talking about her relationships and I'm coaching her. And in part two, I'm going to give you specific strategies and solutions to number one, take a look at what your patterns are in all of your relationships and shift, reframe and change them. So follow me on social media. I'm having such a good time Uh, on TikTok and on um, Instagram. I post at least uh, twice a week, a three or one minute reel. And you can follow me on uh, YouTube, of course, Constance Arnold. I don't know if I said it or not, but on TikTok and Instagram is Law of Attraction Constance. And on Facebook, it is Coach with Constance. Visit my website, fulfillingyourpurpose.com. And while you're on there, you can purchase my two books, Secrets of Success and How to Attract and manifest genuine love. Also, uh, click my coaching link, and when you do, you will see a link for testimonies. And while that's a great opportunity for you to really uh, take a look at all of the many testimonies, you guys know I coach people on five continents. And speaking of coaching, if you're interested, if you're serious, if you're ready for change, it is almost September, y'all. 
Let's do a discovery call. Constance at fulfillingyourpurpose.com. It will be for 20 minutes and uh, we'll just see if we are a vibrational match. And lastly, uh, since this show is a blessing to you, I'm thanking you in advance for your gift, for your financial donation. Oh, I meant to tell you that the Law of Attraction has a brand new, beautiful website. Check it out. And we have a new host, Dr. Sarah. So check her out. And uh, let's get ready to go to a commercial break. Let's take a deep breath in, everybody. Let it out. One more time. Deep breath in. Let's get open to receive truth. Are you feeling stuck? Are you ready to live a life beyond your wildest dream? Constance Arnold is a seasoned and experienced professional licensed counselor for 25 years and a certified success life coach and would love to partner with you to create your dreams. She's coached and trained over 10,000 clients on five continents and has a proven track record of success. Constance will assist you in getting a clear vision for your life and develop customized strategies, projects, and action steps to begin manifesting your dream. Contact her today at Constance at fulfillingyourpurpose.com and visit her website at fulfillingyourpurpose.com. How to change your relationship blueprint. Anybody interested? Uh, That's uh, romantically uh, with your family and also with friendships. So today I'm going to be teaching you from my 30 years experience. You know, 10 of my uh, counseling years was strictly focused on marriage counseling and women who love too much and men in dysfunctional relationships. And plus my own mess. And so I'm going to talk to you since this is the number one question that I get. How can I attract love? And let me just make a statement up front. Uh, You're really not attracting. You got to remember that the law of vibration is the primary law. So that means you're vibrating out who you are like a neon sign. So in part one, I have a beautiful client who is exhibit A of how she is changing her relationship blueprint. So I want to read something. You know, when we hear the word blueprint, we think of a house or a building. It, it, It means design, model, sketch, layout master planning systems, roadmap, diagram, pattern, or setup. And when you have the blueprint of your house, you don't even have to see the house before it's built. That's the way it's going to be, baby. So if you have a blueprint of a one-story, you may be believing for a two-story, but it is what? It is set in stone. So there's been a lot of talk about um, your money blueprint. 
but I'm talking about your relationship blueprint from a a counseling clinical background. So we're going to talk about what is it, uh, where does it come from, and then in part two, I'm going to talk to you about how to reframe it. So uh, I have Shonda here with me today. Hi, Shonda. How you doing? Hello, Constance. Thank you for having me. So Shonda is Exhibit A. I'm getting all my questions ready for her. Of a woman who made choices from her blueprint. So, so we already know that I'm looking for my questions, everybody. We already know that from the ages of zero to seven, we are being hypnotized. We're being programmed. We are in the theta state. Whatever is modeled, whatever we experience, whatever we see, whatever we hear, uh, that's why you have little babies sometimes and they, they say a curse word. They don't know a curse mm -hmm. word, but they just heard it. So all of that is forming your beliefs. And so we're going to talk about creating and tattooing on the inside of you what your choices and patterns will be, not only in relationships, but in life. So Shonda, let's go mm -hmm. ahead. Thank you so much for coming on and being honest. Uh, and I want to say this, that your childhood and your sense of worth influences your choices in relationships. So whatever mm -hmm. value and worth you have, it begins in your childhood. It also begins with your family systems. There are family systems that teach you what to value, what kind of behavior you should put up with, who you are, uh, and what you're going to be, do, and have. So you mm -hmm. don't know that you're making choices from that place, but 95% of our stuff comes from our subconscious. So Shonda, let me use you as exhibit A. Thank you for your courage. So sure. let's talk about your childhood as soon as I get to, to the questions that I sent to you. So how did your childhood really design and create the way you have chosen relationships? We're talking about romantic right now. Yeah, um, that's a profound question because it, as I think about it, there's not much of my childhood that I remember. You know, of course there are memories, mm -hmm. but in terms of how, how I felt when I was, you know, at a particular age, I really don't have any recollection of it. And I believe I don't have any recollection because of the uh, trauma that I experienced through my parents. Not let me first say, you know, I had great parents. They yeah. did the best that they could, you know, at that time. And there was a lot of arguments, right? Um, my father had 
uh, bouts of, you know, extreme uh, stress. And all of that really weighed in on my childhood. So I was consciously aware of stress, you know, having, I was consciously aware of um, negativity that can exist in a covenanted relationship like my parents. Mm -hmm. Um, And I didn't know, I didn't have, as I was thinking about your question, I didn't have any models of people in a, you know, normal, healthy relationship, whatever that let me not use that word normal, in a healthy relationship. Um, all I knew were dysfunctional re- adult relationships. And so as I grew up and then I selected, or let me back up a second. I realized I didn't even select the men. The men selected me and whomever selected me, I, I went along with it. Um, I got you. So, so, and and so what blueprint or what, what do you feel was being tattooed in you about who you are, your self-worth and your value? I think my self-worth and value, if we're talking about relation, romantic relationships was contingent upon the whomever selected me at that time. And, um, I garnered my value through that. And quite honestly, most of the men had a level that matched my dysfunctionality, my awareness of dysfunctional relationships, because all of those relationships were just that dysfunctional. So did but, you know, because we had, oh, okay. I was just gonna say because we had coping skills to navigate that we could do it you know with a level of success or what we deemed successful mm-hmm. what did your dad or your mom say to you that showed you how worthy and valuable you were well or were um, not my dad always called me beautiful you know all of those I'd walk into a room. My father was saying, here she is, Miss America. That was one thing, but the actions were very different. So there was, you know, that conflict of what your words, the word, your word choice and your actions. And of course the actions spoke louder than the words. So, you know, my dad would say things uh, like, I don't trust you. I don't trust your decision-making. Um, if I fell from his grace, graces, whatever. So your dad said he didn't know if he could trust you. Yes, he couldn't trust my decision making. Um, and then fast forward years later, I marry a man that didn't trust me. And not that I did anything to um, garner that level of distrust. So what was your feeling as a little girl? Did you feel valued? Did you feel special? Did you feel worthy? Because if daddy says, whoever's watching or listening to this, our parents are like God. I didn't say they were God. Mm -hmm. But when you were a little child, 
whatever environment you in. And if your mom says you could do anything, and if your dad says, well, you know, uh, you can't do nothing right. Children absorb that. So what was your worth and value as a little girl? Do you remember? Uh, I'll tell you what the outcome ended up being. Okay. Um, I think because I had, you know, his words and then his actions, I developed this performance-based behavior. So to stay in my dad's good graces, I would do certain things, um, you know, do well in school or I don't know, you know, do well in an activity um, because I knew at that time that I would be the daughter he wanted me to be. Hmm. So you didn't feel that you were the daughter and that you that he would love. And, and one of the characteristics of codependency is love has to be earned. Mm-hmm. And, <clears throat> yep. and so you grew up being very performance-based yeah and you know when, while I was married I was a performance-based wife you know doing everything I thought he wanted me to do it at a, and do it at a certain certain level that included you know my style of dress how I wore my hair you know how I uh, showed up in a restaurant <clears throat> All of that uh, laid the foundation for a very dysfunctional marriage on my side. So at the time, none of us knew we we had a blueprint downloaded. Mm Kind of like you, I grew up with a loving mom and dad, but I was the first person in my community to get a master's degree. And I performed in relationships because I thought, who I was just as a woman was not enough. enough. Right. Just was not enough. And even I'll share this, you know, thinking about as I became an adult going to, you know, I graduated from an HBCU. So I had a great experience there. Then I got a master's degree at a, you know, predominantly white institution. And then I'm the only black woman in my department. So there are three, you know, students that are, you know, of African descent. And then they're not being selected for dates, right? So that, you know, impacts your self-worth and how you show up just in the world. Yeah. And that, came to me um yeah those things significantly impacted me to the point where I didn't think I was you know worthy of being selected but Mm. then when you go back and you look at the photos of yourself you're like I was a bad chick back then how dare I have those Mm -hmm. thoughts about myself you know Uh, but that's what I was experiencing at that time of my life so let's talk about your worth and value and mm-hmm. how that impacted your relationship and your marriage. Mm-hmm. When when you, you said you felt that men chose you. Mm-hmm. So in your marriage, what was your worth and your value in that relationship? Mm, I start, we started out, you know, high. And then over time, it went to a negative 
um, at one point, you know, I think I might have talked, chatted with you about this. I contemplated suicide. Mm. Um, because? That's how, because that's how I was feeling about myself through the experiences that he and I had together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and, you know, that was the first time I had lived with a man other than my father or brother, right? So here's this other person, you know, constantly in my ear. And, you know, I call myself being in love with this person. So I'm quite open and vulnerable, but did not understand how all of that translated into my soul. Yeah. Or how my soul translated all of that experience, which then mirrored what I experienced in my childhood. Because everybody who's watching or listening to this, you never choose any higher than how you see yourself, how you view yourself. And even though Shonda was not aware, she said she don't remember her childhood. Whenever somebody says that to me as a therapist, I always say a lot of times we're in denial, which is one of the family systems. Uh, we're in denial because what we experienced was so difficult. We just sort of push it under the rug. Mm-hmm. But but she was being programmed. That blueprint was being drawn for her. This is who you are. This is your value. And this is your worth. And whatever you believe your worth and your value is, that's how you're going to choose. Yeah, and you know what, Constance, one thing I realized just now, so thank you, being with you, there are always incredible mm-hmm. nuggets, right? Um, because when my parents would argue, my brother and I would just, you know, go to our rooms, but spending ended up spending so much time alone, you know, I now spend a lot of time alone, mm-hmm. um, just away from people and only in inviting people in only when I want to um and that's something that I'm working on changing um because I don't have to retreat to myself I don't have to be alone mm-hmm. um but I knew that in my room as you know in my room as I live with my parents was my safe space at times and, and so some of the family systems don't talk, don't mm-hmm. trust, mm-hmm. don't feel, don't change, don't share our your business. And so we grow up with secrets, you know, holding yep. stuff in and not really sharing, judging ourselves, uh, not communicating, holding stuff in. Maybe you heard your mom, not you, I'm talking to listeners. Maybe mm-hmm. you heard your mom say, what goes in, what goes on in this house stays Stay in, this, in house. this house. And so mm-hmm. when you grow up, you choose to just hold stuff in. Right. Cause you know, no one ever asked me how I felt mm-hmm. or how does this experience, you know, impact you now or even apologize you know, it's just how life at that time 
was. And for me, that was normal. But, you know, it was normal. It was a normal experience, but you knew in your heart, this is not how relationships should go. So what were some patterns? Because, you know, one of the things that I said about a blueprint, it's a pattern. It's a setup. It's, it's, it's a sketch. What were some of your patterns in choosing not only romantic relationships, but professional and personal relationships? On the romantic side, I always had a 90-day escape plan. Mm. So once I enter a relationship, I automatically thought about how I'm going to get out of this. And I could be totally infatuated with the man, Um, but I'm thinking I'm getting out of this. Um, and I know now through working with you, that was a result of I'm going to hurt you kind of before you hurt, before my heart is broken or before we get into the murky parts of, or the negative parts of relationships. I like it like while you're in that infatuation stage, let's keep that. But before it turns, I'm going to get out. Um, so that was one thing. Um, and in terms of friendships, I've had a lot of, now that I think about it, <laughs> a lot of my friends had similar experiences growing up. Um, and, and you know, for me, I was always the smartest one, the go-to girl. <clears throat> and yes. I was a person where everybody would call and Constance. I'm just had a bad day. And, and for me, it was not knowing how to set boundaries, not saying, not knowing how to say no, not knowing how to take care of my own self. Because I saw my mom always, she didn't know how to say no. Mm -hmm. So like Shonda grew up with mom and a dad my mom was 20 years younger than my dad. Okay. My father was like the patriarch of the community. Mm-hmm. I married a man 20 years older than me and became my mom. My mom needed to be like if my mom was working cleaning people's houses and she would come home frustrated my dad would say Pauline come on home Mm -hmm. and she would come home and I remember I didn't know it was being tattooed on me then I would see my mom because we had our own property just sitting out in the yard chilling and my dad was on the porch just looking over her. Okay. And so to me, my dad rescued my mom. I didn't mm-hmm. know this. I'm just telling y'all how the blueprints are formed mm-hmm. in you. So I married a man who was very wealthy, who could take care of me. Mm-hmm. The 20 years older, just like my mom. Because I needed to be rescued. Uh, I needed to be taken care of, etc. And so I'm just saying to everybody out there, uh, you know, when you're saying I want to attract love, remember you are really vibrating who you are out. And that's what's going to come back to you. And so when Shonda said men chose me, she was vibrating. What, what were you vibrating out? 
Ooh, subconscious threat. Um. Oh, ooh, that's a good. I need to think about that. What okay, you, you were vibrating out. You gonna leave me? I'm gonna leave you before you leave me. Yeah. You mm -hmm. were vibrating out. I have a fear of abandonment. You mm -hmm. were vibrating out. I don't really feel worthy of love. I feel like I have to earn it. So that's why you performed in relationships. Because people, this if you don't remember anything else I say, it, you're vibrating out your beliefs, <clears throat> your imagination, the images of how you see yourself, what you believe that you can be, do, and have. And that's what you attract to you. That's why I yeah. said, really, the law of vibration, like the great Bob Proctor used to say, is the dominant law. Wow. And so with that said, I realized, and, and we've, we've had this conversation, or you've had that conversation with me several times, um, that in order to change that vibration, I had to go in deep and you would ask me these types of questions, which really caused me to ponder and pull things apart, even as I go about my day and ask, why did I have that response? Why do I feel this way? Uh, what are, what triggered, you know, particular sets of thoughts? Um, and then that helped me to identify, you know, those areas in my life. And, and so right now, because you have done the inner work and by inner work, she changed her blueprint. She's mm -hmm. changing her blueprint of who she is, what she wants, what she deserves. And has that transformation been easy? No, this is very, I'm going to choose my words carefully here. This is this is a poignant place in my life, right? You get to crossroads in your life sometimes. And I realize or what I've had to do was to accept full responsibility for everything that has happened because I'm only responsible for Shonda. And as you would say, that person didn't make you feel a particular way. You allowed it. Mm -hmm. um, and not being aware of the blueprint I allowed things to happen in my life because I did not have another set of skills that were, would say, you know what? I don't want that kind of thing. I'm out of here. Or I'm not going to even, I'm not going on a date with this particular kind of, this particular mm -hmm. guy because of that. But now I realize I have the right to choose. Yeah. I can be selective. Um, and like I shared with you a few weeks ago, the uh, gentleman I was going to meet, you know, we hadn't met in person before, but then he started lecturing me on the phone about where to go to use the bathroom. I said to myself right there, mm -mm, that's not mm. the type of conversation I want to engage in, especially mm -hmm. with someone I don't know. So this tells me looking down the road, kicking the can down the road a little bit, this is how he's going to show up in lecture mode now. And yeah. so we ended it right there. Um, but, you know, on a good note or whatever, 
But now I realize that, you know what? I really do want to be loved really well. Mm -hmm. and we're we're, we're wired love. for love. Yeah. And I have a lot of love to give. I enjoy loving people and caring for people. Um, and so that's what I'm allowing now. Yeah. So how is your blueprint different now? And and another word for blueprint would be your your core beliefs about mm -hmm. who you are, your images about who you are, your self-worth and your value about who you are. Uh, because when you honor and value yourself, boy, your choices are different. They're very different. One thing that I also had to consider was my own culture, right? Mm -hmm. The culture of African-Americans in this country and what collectively, what Black people can do, say, have, believe, show up, etc. I had to examine that, um, that regardless as a woman I have the right to choose I can have a love that's incredible shared with this man that you know we deeply care and mutually respect mm -hmm. each other uh where we can laugh and you know have family traditions that are just ours shared together we can have all of that we don't have to have um a relationship full of arguments and you know, or all types of disagreements. We don't have to have that. So now I know that as a human being, and as you said, I'm wired to be loved. Yeah, we um, all are. Loved. And so that's what I want. That's what I want. Um, and now instead of a lot of red lights, I have a lot of green lights on that blueprint. If I were to look at it like a, a city plan, lots of green lights. Um, where I can freely go and explore and enjoy and laugh and even question, you know, and pause and just take my time. Um, I can do all of that now. And it doesn't have to be rushed. Right. So do you feel that you've shifted and changed your beliefs from childhood? Oh, definitely. 100%. Okay. So have you, have you shifted and changed your beliefs about your worth and what you deserve in a relationship? It is shifting. I'm okay. not there yet, but it's shifting. Um, and I see that whole paradigm, you know, is, is shaking, if you will. It's like an earthquake. Hasn't gotten, you know, to a whatever the highest is, but the rumblings are there. And it's causing a lot of unsteadiness um, in terms of that inner growth that's required. Right. And so you're reframing. So if you were to choose a relationship today, uh, 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 it, it would be different because your blueprint is different. Mm -hmm. Correct? Yes. Yes. You, My blueprint you, is different. You would notice really quickly and say, like you did with the gentleman, you said, oh, no, this is not for me. Yes, yes. And, you know, part of that also includes me accepting myself, mm -hmm. right? Loving myself, loving the fact that I laugh out loud, uh, loving the fact that sometimes I can talk and suddenly my voice goes high, you know, for no reason. Um, just loving the quirkiness about me, Um 
and all that I bring and celebrating me on a daily basis, learning to laugh at myself, learning to uh, be okay with being imperfect. Yeah, I, I, I love that. Yeah, I used to think I had to show up. Everything had to be perfect. Mm -hmm. I threw a dinner party. Everything had to be perfect. I'd get so stressed. But now, I'll just say I don't, I, I care, but I don't really care. Yeah. If that makes sense. And what you're doing is now we're talking about the law of vibration. You are accepting and loving yourself. So you're in the yes. vibration of who I am is enough. I am worthy. I am valuable. And you're not really looking outside of yourself for love. So you That's have it. reframed your thinking about who you are. So you're really like a neon sign vibrating out. I am love. I accept yes. myself. Who I am is enough. So that means you will attract to you somebody on that vibration. Absolutely. And just, I'm learning to look at people so we're all made in the image and likeness of God. And Jesus says, are you not God? So we are, you know, God's here on the earth. And as I look at you and I'm engaging with you, I'm engaging with God. Absolutely. And as, as my mindset, has, as my heart has shifted toward that direction, um, I have created much better relationships that are valuable to me and to the other person because I'm 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 relating to God um and that for me has been a profound experience yeah well Shonda I appreciate you coming on anything else you want to say and I'm going to be back just to share with everybody how you can reframe your beliefs around relationships how you can create a new blueprint etc how has coaching helped you to do that coaching has been all that <laughs> <laughs> i could not get here without you constance look i grew up you know christian you know believing that you know prayer works prayer does work and God puts people in your life on purpose. And when people like you uh, show up, you know, everything changes. So if anyone yeah. is thinking about coaching with Constance, don't think anymore. Send me an email, ask <laughs> me the real deal, and I will share. Because truly, Constance, and I said this with you, the other day and I'm going to say it again and I hope people don't think what I'm saying is blasphemy but you show up as God in my life Thank you. and you said a few weeks ago well Shonda you're just not used to unconditional love and I was like I'm not in my you know that hit me like a ton of bricks but then as I thought about it and I and I see how you have shown up in my life and how you have loved me in all of my spaces without judgment. No That's judgment. the reflection of God in my life. And so that's how coaching 
has helped me. Yeah, because because you get a count a therapist and a coach. I get a twofer. That's why I tell people I get a twofer every time. <laughs> She's a licensed therapist and a coach. I mean, you can't get any better than that, can you? I don't know, but I know you are the real deal. Thank you. You are an awesome, awesome individual, a person. Um, and I just love you. And I'm Thank thankful. You. You know, I got a client in California and she's so serious. She said, Constance works for God. She yes. says her husband, Constance works for God. <laughs> and it just it just tickles me every time she says that. But Shonda, thank you for your honesty and your vulnerability. Everybody, I'm going to be right back and I'm going to give you some quick ways. See, it don't have to take forever. It don't have to right. take long to change your blueprint. How you could mm -hmm. change your blueprint and reframe your thinking, uh, reframe your paradigms around love. And uh, I'm going to be right back. Thank you, Shonda. You're welcome. Thank you. Your relationship blueprint. Here we go, everybody. Uh, wasn't that powerful with Shonda? Uh, I need more time, but I'm going to get it to you. The first thing that you need to know is that your value and worth really comes from your childhood or your family system. You heard me say that it comes through your experiences, what you felt as a child, what was modeled in front of you, etc. So I also mentioned that the law of vibration is the main law. So when people say, I want to attract love. No, you are vibrating out your beliefs, your perceptions, your self-images, your value, and your worth. And so if you have an unhealed soul, that's what you're going to be vibrating out and attracting to you. So let's talk about the blueprint. So where does it come from? It comes from my parents, just like I said. So so we're not blaming our parents, but can you identify with any of these? Parental alcoholism, maybe addiction, mental illness, abandonment, being put in foster care, incest, betrayal, uh, Maybe one parent working all of the time, emotionally unavailable. All of that creates your self-worth, your images. If you saw your mom taking abuse, then that was what recorded on your subconscious mind to be tolerant. And, and it creates what we call inappropriate behavior. If, if mom and dad stayed together, but they were not happy and argued all of the time, all of that creates perceptions that blueprint is tattooing on your subconscious. And we know the power of the subconscious. It records everything, every emotion, every feelings, and you make 95% of your choices every day from your subconscious mind. That's why you can consciously say, I want love. But honey, if your blueprint is I'm not worthy, I'm not good enough, I've got to earn it, that's what's going to happen. Second thing are your beliefs. We know your beliefs are formed in childhood 
by what you see. Uh, beliefs such as unlovable, not good enough, not worthy, having to earn love, all of the above. You never choose any higher than what you believe you can have, be, do, and have. So your beliefs are like, um, it puts a lid on what you, what you believe you can have. So that's why if somebody good comes into your life and you're not really accustomed to somebody treating you good, you will self-sabotage it. I've seen it so many times. But when you love yourself, nobody can make you feel inferior. See, you're always choosing from your worth and your value. Self-love, self-respect, uh, 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 loving and caring for yourself. So these are some signs to you that might indicate, uh-oh, I need to change my relationship blueprint. And these are also signs of you not valuing, honoring, and respecting yourself. Choosing emotionally unavailable, unavailable people. You have a high tolerance for inappropriate behavior. Uh, you feel that who you are is not enough. Uh, you feel like you got to change your uh, appearance so that you can... Uh, keep this person. I don't have no time to even talk about that. Um, you forget about your own interests and put the other person's needs first. You're trying to become somebody's savior. These are signs that you need to change your blueprint. You're trying to fix or change someone. You ignore uh, addictions. Maybe the person every weekend gets sloppy drunk but you're stopping for love, so you stay there. You don't really feel deep down in your core. If mama abandoned you and you were put in foster care, I've seen it so many times, you don't really feel deep in your core that you're worthy of love. You are accustomed to drama, uh, you don't feel like you can get uh, really step into the best version of yourself. You stay in relationships and you want a committed relationship, but the person may not commit to you, etc. You don't know how to say no and set boundaries. Those are all signs that you need to change your relationship blueprint, everybody. Codependency. You allow others to treat you poorly, not showing up when they say they're going to end other relationships and lying about it, and you know it. So drum roll, everybody, until you heal your own soul and know the value and worth of who you are. You will always choose beneath you because when you know your value, when you know your worth, when you have healed your soul, what is your soul, your past, your memories, anything that has happened to you in the past, you're going to what? Choose really a high level. Uh, one of my clients asked me, she just went through a divorce and she said, well, 
I'm ready to date. I said, no, you're not. You haven't even healed from that divorce. If you choose now, you might be on level, you might be on level uh, 14, but when you heal, you'll be on level 22. So you choose somebody on level 14, and then once you hear, you look back and you see it's not a vibrational match. Love, honor, and value yourself enough to take care of yourself. So some solutions, get in agreement with God or spirit or the universe. God says that you're good and very good. Or do you feel that? You say, well, I don't believe in God. Constance. Well, you know, the uh, uh, Einstein said the universe is friendly. That means uh, you need to get on your own doggone side. I already know I'm going to have to do part two next week, but I'm going to give you a little bit. Get in a relationship with yourself. It is not outside of you. What you are looking for is not outside of you. You cannot go to the arms of a man or the arms of a woman to get only what God and your own inner healing can give to you. So get in a relationship with yourself. Uh, get into therapy. Go to topic-centered support groups. Go to a therapy group. Coach with me. Go to healing groups to heal your own soul. When you do that, you are changing the blueprint. You're changing your choices. It don't have to take long, y'all. You're changing your choices. You're changing your beliefs. You're changing the images uh, of what you hold to be true about who you are. And man, when you when you do that, when you know who you are, when you know your value, I got a, a seminar, a retreat coming up in about 10 days. It's called Know Your Value and Manifest Anything. Uh, uh, Y'all need to get my book. It's Attracting and Manifesting Genuine Love. It's a workbook. It's going to help you really take a look at what what your patterns are. What are your common patterns in relationship? Do you always choose the bad boys? Are you the one that, do you fall in love too quick? Do you fall really hard and really fast? Do you overcommit when you're not committed to? Those are all signs that you are not valuing, loving, accepting, as Shonda said, and caring for yourself. So like I said, I'm going to have to do part two next week, but it's actually the healing of your soul. It was when I went to support group. I went to support group for two years, every Monday and every Thursday night. What was I doing? I was learning about codependency. I was learning about uh, me making choices from an unhealed soul. I was learning that I was looking outside of myself. I was taking a look at my old behavior patterns in relationships. Otherwise, you're going to be vibrating at that doggone same level. Get in a relationship. And, and, you know, if you have trust issues, 
Relationships are built on trust. How are you going to be in a relationship and you don't really trust? So I guess lastly, what I'm going to say is that take the time, effort, and money to invest in your own self. Uh, 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 some of you have spent money on changing your appearance. Hey, y'all know I love fashion. I have a different look every day, <laughs> different hair every day, different outfit every day. I love fashion. I love glam. I love lipstick. But that's all outside. How do you feel about yourself? Some of y'all have spent so much money on the outside Take the time to invest in yourself financially. Invest in yourself with coaching. If you don't want to coach with me, coach with someone else. A coach with someone who's been there, done that, got a t-shirt. Now, all of y'all know I've coached over 10,000 clients and for 10 years, I did therapy, relationship support groups, codependency groups. 12-step groups for so many people. The state of Georgia paid me for seven years to travel all around. And my target audience was women, helping women to deal with their stuff so that they could have uh, consistent employment. So I think that's all I'm going to say this week. But can you see how? Man, when you change your core beliefs, when you understand how your family systems have just subconscious, we ain't mad at mom and daddy. They did the best they could. But, you know, like they say, the cards, what are you going to do with the cards that you've been dealt? What are you going to do with the life that you have left? Like Shonda said, she had to realize I'm totally responsible uh, for myself. But the good news is God is with you. God loves to be with you, sir, madam, in the low places of your life. The spirit can heal you quickly. It doesn't have to take long. But whatever you tolerate will not change. The Bible says God has given the, God owns the heavens, but the earth he's given to man. So you are God in the earth in your own life. Of course, you have God on the inside of you. But, but if the same thing keeps showing up in relationships, then it is time for a change. You know, I just got sick and tired. I'm like, God, whatever I have to do. I am ready for change. And when you change your beliefs, your perceptions, when you know your value, when you know your worth, it's just certain things that you just choose. I'm not doing that anymore. I am too valuable. I, I remember, let's see if I have time to tell this story. I remember uh, somebody wanted to take me out really wealthy, you know, Looks looks good on the outside, not judging. But I said to my BFF, I said, you know something? I'm too valuable for that. What did I mean by that? I spent time in prayer along with God, my spirituality, 
uh, taking care of my body, uh, 15 years of serving people on the red. I say, you know, some I'm I, I'm too valuable for play, and he's playing. So, I'm gonna come with part two on relationship uh, blueprint. But can you see how until you change that blueprint, if your blueprint is a single level house, and consciously you've been saying you want a a, a two-level house, it's not going to happen. Your conscious mind is 5%. Your subconscious mind is 95% and dictates your choices and your behavior. But boy, when you begin to change, when you get in your groups, when you get the healing that you need, unlimited possibilities are waiting for you. I'm not telling you something I know from theory. I'm living it. I am an, a, an example of a woman who's changed her life and changed and helped by the grace of God to change the lives of millions. So if you want to do a discovery call, and you're serious, email me at Constance at fulfillingyourpurpose.com. Everybody, have a great week. This was such a good, good show. Share it on your timeline. Share it with your girlfriends. Uh, guys, share it with, with your coworkers, with the guys that you play football with, or with the guys that you work out with, and let's just come together, heal our souls. What would happen in this world if we were all making choices from a healed soul? All right, everybody, my time is up. It's been so great. Uh, make a decision to really uh, create, manifest, and, and have a great week. Stay grateful. Thank you for listening to Think, Believe, and Manifest. Constance Arnold will be back next week with another great show just for you. For more information, please visit fulfillingyourpurpose.com.